0: You're listening to episode number 77 of the Brain BS Podcast. This is for the guilty dog owner. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, the podcast where thought work, emotional processing, and divine intelligence come together to empower humans to master their brain BS and live their lives free of needless suffering. I am your host, Maureen Kafkis, a doctor of occupational therapy, a certified life coach, and an expert on brain BS. My mission is to motivate you to make your emotional and mental health the number one priority in your life. I inspire you to look within, push past your fears, and understand that you alone are responsible for everything you create in your life. So let's get started on a journey of self-discovery that is going to lead you to where and who you truly want to be. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm doing two episodes today because I had a request from a former client who is about to travel and has to leave her dog at home and she's feeling very guilty about that and it's causing her a lot of stress and I know that that happens for a lot of other people too. So I decided to do a podcast episode on it this week as a dog owner myself who absolutely loves my dogs. Two pieces like really really loves my dogs um, but leaves them on a regular basis I have mastered this so I'm going to share with you how I manage my brain so that all you dog owners who want to travel and do things in your life do not have to feel like shit every time you walk out the door (laughs) how's that sound does that sound like something you might want to learn okay so i just wrote a little list here i'm kind of winging it here but i wrote a list of a a few of the topics that i want to cover and if something comes up you know i'll 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 post something or whatever um on facebook or on the brain bs page if some other ideas come up that i didn't address but i believe that what i have for you here is going to be enough for you to live guilt-free as a dog owner all right, I'm, but you have to cooperate with me here, okay? So you, you can't just listen to what I say and then just be like, oh, I mean, you have to actually implement it and put it into practice. So the first thing that I want to say is, and I said this a bunch of times, and I mentioned it at some point in almost every interview I have in every podcast episode, and that is, life is 50-50, right? Shit happens in life, no matter what. doesn't matter who we are, and it doesn't matter if we're a human or an animal, okay? There's no there's no um, exception to the rule. So there's no pet or animal that life is going to be good for all the time. It's not supposed to be good for them all the time. And we know that because it's not. Just like life isn't good for us all the time. So that's how we know it's not supposed to be good. So, and, and, and what is good, Right? What is good and bad anyway? Because good and bad for a human is not the same thing as good and bad for a dog. We project so much of our emotions and our thoughts and feelings onto our dogs. It's crazy. <laughs> our dogs, okay, I just want to say our dogs don't have metacognition like we do. So they can't sit around and think about things the way do we do. They're not like sitting there thinking, like, I can't believe she decided to go out to dinner. Instead of coming home to hang out with me. It is like almost 6.30. Where is she? She should be home by now. Dogs don't do that. Now, they, so I, I, people talk about this, right? So they don't, they don't know time like we do. They know when too much time Mm -hmm. has gone by. Like if they have to pee because they can feel it in their body. They know if they've been cramped in a room for a really long period of time because of the way their body feels. But they don't know how many hours it is. They don't know what you're doing. They don't know where you're at. And they're not mad at you and they're not upset with you. And they're, if they did anything while you were gone, people think, oh, they're mad because I went out. This is their way of getting back at me. It's like, no, it's probably anxiety. It's probably restlessness. They don't know what they're doing, but I promise you they're not trying to get even. Okay. So really pay attention to how you're thinking about your dog and what they're thinking, what they're doing and what their experience is. And don't confuse it with your human experience because it's nothing like that. Okay. So that's the first thing I want you to know. And then just remember, like I always tell my dogs that they don't get out of this life without shit happening, just like nobody else does. It's, Sometimes things just suck and that's just the way it is. And sometimes that's going to happen to them too. They're going to have diarrhea. They're going to be sick. We're going to have to go to the vet. They're going to have issues with different parts of their body. They're just going to experience that sort of thing. And that's part of the experience. So when we have pets, bad things are going to happen. And we just have to be prepared for that. Nothing is supposed to be good all the time. So we have to quit acting like it's a really big deal when they have to go to the vet. Because it's not any more than it's a really big deal when we have to go to the doctor. Now, sometimes it can turn into a big deal, but we don't have to make every time something happens feel like a big deal, if you hear what I'm saying. Okay, so let's just keep in mind, shit's going to happen. We don't have to add layers and layers of suffering to it by the judgments that we're having. Like, oh my God, I shouldn't have gone out. I shouldn't have done this. I'm a terrible pet owner. Oh my gosh, I should be home. My poor little dog is sitting there all by itself. Like that is called torture when you do that to yourself. And it's not necessary and it's not serving anybody. And it's not serving your dog either. Because a guilty dog owner is not a good dog owner. Okay, in fact, a lot of people start to resent their dogs and not want to get another one because of the freedom that they lose having one and how much guilt they feel. So that's my first point. The second one is Eckhart Tolle says that one of the biggest ways to suffer is by rejecting reality. So in my case, I have two homes. I live in Santa Barbara and I live in Illinois. So the reality of this situation is either they're getting on a plane with me every time we go there or they're staying here with the best dog sitter ever, Michelle. Those are the two options. Now, they're not coming to California with me because Basil sounds like an orangutan and goes insane when he gets in the car to go to get his hair done, let alone a whole day of travel. I'm not gonna do that to him and I'm not gonna do that to us because this is our reality of our situation. We don't have a lake home that's like an hour and a half away that we could just get in a car and go there. That would be a different situation. Then I could take him back and forth, even if he sounded like an orangutan. I would do it because it's like, how bad can it be for an hour and a half? And you're in your own car and nobody else is listening to it like they would on a plane or at an airport. So the reality is, in our in my situation, he's staying here for now. Now, there will come a point in time where we decide that it's time for him to come out there with us. And that will be when we're going out there for a longer extended period of time without coming back and forth. This, in my opinion, is the best thing that I can do as a pet owner and as Ginger and Basil's pet mom. I'm looking out for them more than I'm looking out for myself because would I love to have them with me all the time? Yes, I adore them. I cuddle with them constantly. I absolutely love them, but it wouldn't be in their best interest for me to do that. So I look at it very pragmatically and very realistically And I accept the reality of my situation. Now, you have an option. Say you're getting ready to go somewhere. You have a big event and you're going to be going far away and there's no way the dog can come with you. And you're going to do something really special and really fun with your family. It's a big event. You know, let's just say like it's a wedding or something and you're going to have this big event and it's overseas and there's just literally no way the dog can go. So you have two choices. You either, well, you take the dog with you, which is probably not very realistic. If you're having a big event and it's in another country, it would be kind of crazy. So then the other thing that you have to accept is that you are leaving and your dog is staying. And then you just, that's it. You accept that reality. There's no going back and forth over it. There's no, this is where should, could and would comes in too and can cause a lot of problems. There's no going back and forth over it. There's no like, oh my God, I feel so bad. Then I'm gonna leave the dog. Oh my God, the dog's gonna miss me so much. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be, this is gonna be so sad. This is gonna be terrible. What's gonna happen when I get back? Like, What's all the bad things that are gonna happen because I'm leaving my dog to go do something wonderful with my family. So you see how that's not helpful? because that just adds to the suffering. It makes you feel even worse than you already do. And it's not serving anything unless you're just not gonna go to the wedding. And I'm guessing that most of us would be going to the wedding. We're not gonna skip a family wedding because of our dog. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe something really bad happened with the dog or something, but that's a different episode. In this case, we're gonna assume the dog's just perfectly fine. And this is just a guilt issue and that we just um, are struggling and having an inner, inner dialogue that's not serving us. So really that's where you have to look. What's your, what is your inner dialogue about the fact that you're going on this trip and you're leaving your dog? What stories and what brain BS are you making up that's causing you to suffer and feel worse and have fear and doubt and guilt Because you want to identify those thoughts because those thoughts are optional. And we know that thoughts create feelings and those lead to actions and give us our results. So if you can pick thoughts that serve you, you're going to feel a lot better. And one of the best ways to do that is to ask yourself really powerful questions. So instead of saying, Oh my God, what am I going to do if I don't get to see my dog for a long period of time? You're going to say, You're going to ask yourself something like, What can I do to make this more comfortable and an easier transition for me right now? Okay, so you see the difference? Because our brains want to answer our questions. So if we keep asking questions that make us feel like shit, then we're just going to keep feeling bad. The trick is, and Tony Robbins says this all the time, that the key to, well, he doesn't say it just like this, but the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions. So you have to ask yourself questions that are serving you that are going to help you in this situation. So no matter what it is, right? Even if it's not your dog, whatever, whenever you have to leave someone to go somewhere to be with someone else and you have to leave someone behind, whether it's a human or it's an animal, You have to make your decision, and then you have to commit to thinking thoughts that are going to serve that decision, that are going to make you feel good and to make you feel at peace about your decision. And then when a thought comes up that's not serving you and tries to derail you and make you feel bad, then you just come back to it and you say, oh, no, I hear you, brain. I see you are trying to offer me that I should be feeling guilty about this, but I'm not buying into that. I have a different plan this time. I'm accepting reality and I'm not choosing guilt. So you actually have this dialogue with yourself, with your brain, and when it tries to feed you BS, you just have to be onto it. And anytime you feel negative emotions about anything, about anyone, about any situation, it's coming from a thought error in your mind And a story that you are making up that is not serving you. And the same thing with leaving your dogs. If Like I used to get, I used to just be devastated when I had to leave them. And I would be sick to my stomach and I would cry and I would feel terrible. And I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Because we have two homes and this is just not going to work anymore. I have got to get myself together. (coughs) Excuse me. I've got to get myself together to figure out how to manage my mind and reduce needless suffering because that is what I do for a living and that is the purpose in my life and my mission in life is to show other people how to do that. So I just do it. I'm 100% guilt-free when I leave the dogs. I never feel guilty. In fact, I would feel guilty if I made them go back and forth with me because it would stress them out so bad. They would hate it. So what did I do instead? I found an excellent dog sitter who loves them to death. She thinks I'm their foster family, but the truth is she is. <laughs> but they do spend a lot of time with her. And I love that because she loves them and they love her. It's like the perfect scenario for us right now. So, But other people look at me and they're like, oh, I mean, I could tell because I used to do it to other people myself. How could you leave your dog for that long? Like, well, there must be some like kind of sensitivity chip missing in that person or something. And that's just not true. It's just me managing my mind and doing what's best for me and my family and not looking to other people to tell me what that looks like. I decide. I decide what I'm going to do. I decide how I'm going to manage things. I make decisions that feel good to me. Um, I use my inner authority and then I just go with them and it it, it serves me really well. Now the last thing that I want to bring up and it kind of ties into the Eckhart Tolle stuff again because it's one of my favorite quotes but this applies to animals too. It doesn't just apply to humans. It's everything happens for us not to us. So if a situation's coming up where we have to make a decision and we're going to have to go here or there or whatever and we're conflicted about it and we feel guilty and bad about it, we have to understand that that dilemma is happening for us, not to us. That there's a huge lesson in there that's going to be super valuable to you either in this moment or in this moment and in the future. I oftentimes find myself in situations that are really uncomfortable and really challenging for me and I learn something and then something will happen a couple months down the road, a couple years down the road and I'm like, oh, that's why that happened because that changed my thinking and now I can deal with this so much better than I would have in the past. So right now we're talking about a dog but it could be a human in the future or it could be a human now and it's gonna be your beloved dog in the future. The the point is no matter what it is, No matter what the scenario, no matter what interaction it is, no matter what present moment you are experiencing as your day goes by, every single one of them is happening for you, not to you. So if you keep in mind that life is 50-50 and there's going to be a certain amount of pain, a certain amount of bad things and discomfort that we have to endure, But we don't have to make it worse and add needless suffering by our judgments of those and by the stories we make up about it and the BS that we add to it. If we accept reality, and whatever the reality is, it's going to be different for all of you about when you go on vacation and you leave your dogs or whatever. But you have to accept the reality of your situation. It could be, well, I want to go on this vacation, but I can't afford to go to that really nice place to put the dog. So I'm going to have to go to this other place. And I don't like it. And it makes me feel bad. And I don't like the way they run that place. Well, that's the reality of your situation. So you have to pick. You're either going to go to the place that's cheaper. You're going to go to the place that's more expensive. And whichever one you pick, I don't care what the scenario is. whatever one you pick, you have to manage your mind around it. It's not the circumstance that makes you think anything. It's your thoughts. Thoughts create feelings those lead to actions and that gives us our results so it's you can think something different about the other place about the more expensive place and you can think something different about the cheaper place you can think oh my gosh this is maybe having them go to the cheaper place maybe the staff is actually more friendly and maybe they'll actually take better care of them you know you get to decide whatever you want to think You get to ask yourself whatever questions you want to think that give you the answers that you need to be comfortable with this situation. And sometimes we don't have a choice. Sometimes we have to go to a funeral. Sometimes we have to go like help someone at their end of life. And we don't have a choice. We have to leave our dogs. Well, you can't go. Well, you can, but you're going to be miserable and you're going to suffer so much more than you need to if you have this conflict going throughout the entire time you're gone. We're not supposed to be in more than one place at a time. And wherever we're not, we're not supposed to be. And that person or animal is not supposed to have us there because that person and that animal is on their own journey in life. And they have their own present moment happening for them, not to them. You see what I'm saying? This is, there, there's always, this is the way I look at life. This is my philosophy. You might talk to somebody else and they have a different approach. But this is, this, is, this is how you get peace of mind. This is how you reduce needless suffering by mastering your brain BS and not letting it run you. You run the BS. You tell the BS, okay, I'm on to you, not gonna happen because this is my story that I'm telling myself now and it's creating different results for me and I don't feel guilty anymore. And because I don't feel guilty, I don't waste all my energy worrying about leaving my dog. I don't even think about it because I know everything is happening for all of us, not happening to us, and that it's gonna happen exactly as planned. Because the universe does not make mistakes. And no matter what happens, no matter what the results are, I'm going to learn something from it. And it's the lesson that I need to learn. If I'm open to it and I'm receptive to it and I'm looking for the lesson. All right. And then just, so, just to um, the last one, re- repeat the last one that there is no should, could, or would. So if you are someone who, Um, is struggling to pay for your pet's care and you wish you had more money thinking constantly that you wish you had more money is also not helpful (laughs) because that's not going to make you get more money and if you look at it from universal law it's going to keep you in the place of wanting more money but not actually having more money so you just have to accept your reality there's no other alternative universe where anything is different this is all perfect It's perfect. There's nothing has gone wrong because you have to make a decision like this and then you just go and you live your life. And then when something happens and you you learn, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. It didn't work out. You don't beat the crap out of yourself because you made a decision that you made your best effort in that moment to make a decision. You can't beat yourself up. You have to have love and compassion for yourself and understand that this is like all an experiment. It really is. It's all an experiment. It's like if I make this decision, it's like cause and effect with universal law. If I do this, then I'm going to get this. And if I do this over here, then I'll get this over here. Which one do I want to do? Well, I'm going to try this one. And then you get your effect and you're like, oh, I don't like that effect. I'm going to try this one. And then you go over and this is life. This is how life is supposed to be. There's no guarantees that you made a good decision until after you've made them. And there is no right or wrong decision. There's no right or wrong way. There's no good or bad. You get to decide. You get to call the shots. And that's it. Okay, wait. I just thought of one other thing and I didn't mention it before. So the academic in me, the doctoral candidate is like well I didn't introduce this before I shouldn't be putting it my conclusion but since it's a podcast I don't really care so the last thing I want to say and this is super important you are the alpha dog not your dog okay remember that you make the decisions you make the plans you are the one that's in charge and your dog wants you to be the one in charge your dog wants to be contained your dog wants to be restrained. Your dog wants to be restricted. Your dog doesn't want to be able to do whatever it wants to do whenever it wants to do it because that's when your dog gets into trouble. That's when your dog doesn't feel safe. That's where your dog is not that's where your dog develops independence and freedom and thinks that it gets to do what it wants. So the alpha dog like like just picture everything I just said and then put a big alpha dog balloon around it and consider yourself the person in charge. You make all the decisions, you call all the shots, you don't get swayed by how cute your dog looks when it does this or you just, you stick to your routine, just like you do with something else that's really working for you. You stick to a routine, you stick to a regimen, you, you stay disciplined, and then that's how you continue to have that. If you start giving into things and you start getting sloppy and you're not being alpha dog, then, then your dog's going to become the alpha dog. And then that's going to be a major problem. So I had to throw that in there since we're talking about dogs. Anyway. I hope you heard something valuable here today. I'm telling you, this really works for me. I am completely 100% guilt-free. The only thing else that I could offer you is that when you have two dogs, it's like easier to leave them, but it's also twice the work and twice the amount of money. So again, make your decision and then put your mind around it and make it work for you. So again, hope you found something valuable here today. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast, do a quick review, give me five stars, and share it with everyone you know. If you want to dig a little deeper, you can join me in the Brain BS page where I provide you with guidance and inspiration on how to manage your brain, and you can find that on Facebook. You can also subscribe to my Brain BS updates to gain access to the Brain BS forum where there are videos and worksheets to help you troubleshoot all things Brain BS and you can sign up for a free 60-minute consult at www.thebrainbs.com to see what it would look like to coach with me and get all the details. Finally, thanks for listening and if you don't remember anything else, remember the only thing standing between you and what you want is your Brain BS.